This is a podcast from the Nuffield Department of Medicine. Dr. Arturo Reyes-Sandoval tells us about his research on a vaccine against Plasmodium vivax. Hello, Arturo. Hello, Anna. Can you tell us about the different types of malaria parasites? Malaria is uh, caused by the Plasmodium parasite, and there are around 200 species of this parasite, and they can infect a wide variety of animals including birds, reptiles, um, rodents and uh, primates. Uh, Of these 200, only four are generally considered that can infect humans and cause malaria. These are known as Plasmodium vivax, Plasmodium uh, falciparum, Plasmodium ovale and Plasmodium uh, malaria. Plasmodium vivax is the most uh, widely distributed form of malaria in the world. Uh, and it, it can be present in not only in Africa but also in the Western Pacific, in, um, in importantly in uh, highly populated areas of Latin America and Asia, where it, uh, it's a, it's a big problem over there. Uh, Plasmodium falciparum is mainly present in Africa, and uh, it's uh, responsible for uh, 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 high levels of mortality, mainly in children. Uh, malaria and ovale, uh, these two species are less prevalent around the world. And what challenges does Plasmodium vivax pose? The, ma- the main challenge the, of this form of malaria is called the hypnozoite. This is a very small structure that the parasite evolves into and it uses it to hide inside the liver of an infected person. And uh, the parasite can remain there uh, dormant for uh, days, weeks, uh, months, or even years. And the fact that the parasite can uh, hide inside a person without being uh, being recognized makes it extremely difficult to eliminate from uh, the places where it is present. To give you an example, there have been uh, places, uh, countries, where malaria has been tried uh, to be eliminated. But... uh, uh, and in these places, uh, both falciparum and vivax are uh, coexist. And when, uh, uh, after different attempts for elimination, uh, only plasmodium falciparum could be eliminated, but vivax remained there. And this is because it, it forms these kind of structures, whereas falciparum does, does not do that. And how far away are we from a vaccine? This is very difficult to predict. Um, Vivax uh, vaccine development is in uh, early stages of development uh, in comparison to Plasmodium falciparum, which is more advanced. For falciparum, for instance, in the 1980s, it was considered that uh, by 1990 there would be a vaccine already, and it's been more than 30 years, and so far there is no vaccine available for falciparum malaria or for any other parasitic uh, disease. So it's, it's quite difficult to, to, to know. In my case, I'm, I am planning to uh, develop a, a vaccine and, and test it in humans within five years. And if everything goes well and we succeed, we will be able to, to test it in, in field trials within 10 years. And can your research help to develop other vaccines? Absolutely. Uh, the kind of tools that we have available uh, work in a different way to tradition, compared to traditional vaccines. Traditional vaccines uh, can stimulate mainly uh, or only one arm of the immune responses, the adaptive immune responses, which is uh, which are called antibodies. Whereas viral vectors uh, can induce not only antibodies but also T cell responses or cytotoxic lymphocytes. 
this uh, type of cells can eliminate other infected cells when uh, when a parasite goes or a virus goes inside one cell. Uh, so for uh, certain diseases, uh, this kind of T-cell inducing vaccines could be very important to be able to prevent them. For instance, uh, Chagas disease, which is uh, a neglected tropical disease that is caused by um, uh, by another parasite, Trypanosoma cruzae, uh, is uh, it can be highly benefited by uh, T-cell inducing vaccine. Another example I can I'm thinking of is uh, dengue as well. And what are the most important lines of research that have developed over the past five or ten years? In my opinion, uh, our ability to uh, produce genetically modified microorganisms. Uh, one example is, uh, for instance, the recombinant uh, viral vectors that we use as vaccines. Uh, at the Jenner Institute and uh, mainly the Vector Core facility has been able to produce nearly 400 recombinant viruses in the last three to four years and all of them can be used as, as vaccines. Uh, another uh, field of great interest to me is the our ability to create re recombinant uh, parasites. And one of my favorites is a malaria parasite that can express a uh, transgene or a protein from the, f from the firefly, and it can produce light, and we can uh, follow up the infection uh, in real time. So why does your line of research matter? Why should we put money into it? Because uh, Vivax malaria is a human tragedy. We are talking of a disease that uh, is responsible for nearly 130 to 350 million clinical cases every year, and nearly 40% of the human population is ex exposed to this disease. It mainly affects children or young uh, people in working age, so this disease leads to poverty. We are now uh, uh, very fortunate to have tools that can uh, induce extraordinary immune responses uh, that we have never been able to achieve. And I think it's the, it, it would be desirable to use these tools for, to, to uh, eradicate this, this, eliminate this disease. And how does your research fit into translational medicine within the department? Well, the Nuffield Department of Medicine has a great tradition in vaccinology. Uh, there are, uh, it is hosting groups that are making a major progress in the development of a, of a vaccine against HIV, malaria, tuberculosis, influenza, just to name a few. And uh, I believe that uh, vaccine development is uh, one of the best examples of translational medicine because we as vaccinologists are aiming uh, at producing uh, or developing one product that can be used in animals or humans to prevent diseases. Thank you, Arturo. Yes.